I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion that's ever been. Yeah. Yeah, we knew I was the A-side. Right, welcome to the podcast. My name's Kishan. And my name's Hussein. And we are the Cornermen. We're on round 11 now. We're into the modern day championship rounds, aren't we? Penultimate, the penultimate round. Make or break Imagine... round. Imagine if we had like so title fights are now like twelve rounds, um, twelve round fights like whatever weight class you're in, but back in the day they used to be fifteen rounds, didn't they? So like round fourteen, rounds. fifteen used to be the championship rounds. Imagine if we had like fifteen round fights today. Uh, how many? How do you reckon AJ would finish any of his fights with all his muscles? <laughs> Well, obviously that they they train for twelve, so they are able to like. It must it must have been that back in the day, like for fifteen round fights, they were quite must have been quite slow paced, a bit boring for fifteen rounds because obviously they're pacing themselves to have to go for forty five minutes. Yeah, it, it wasn't as technical as it is today, but the punches are. I feel like they hit a bit harder. The gloves were a bit like they looked a bit thinner. The punches hit harder the back then though. So to be able to take those punches and then yeah. go 15 rounds, there's a reason why a lot of boxers had to finish their early careers quite early, didn't they? And then you got Ali yeah, who just skipped whole... around for the whole of 15 rounds. Yeah. Well, obviously what happened to Ali and his his sort of, you know, because he took so much punishment, it's, uh, yeah, the 15 rounds must have contributed to that. Exactly. In other news, I, was watching, um... I found uh, I found a Wavemaster. Oh, did you? They're expensive, I aren't did. they? They're blo- literally that's what my comments I have here. They're bloody expensive. <laughs> Last week you tried to make me buy loads of running equipment, and now uh, I see how much these Wavemasters. I, f- I thought it'd be like a hundred quid. They're like three, four hundred quid. Yeah. but they're like the proper. If you want ones like good ones, you can get like other ones. I've got like a standing bag, but like. It just it knocks over so easily and like it's it, as as every time you punch it it moves back a little bit. So I start the workout like at the at the like outside my patio yeah, and I you, end you up have in the to, you shed. have to take it easy. <laughs> you have to take it easy <laughs> in the little little touch punches. I can't do that, man. I need to I need I need to let it out. Yeah, but these um, wave masters have like big wide bases and they're like quite quite a bit of a they're a bit of a beast. Yeah, I, look, my birthday's coming up. I might. Might get one. Might treat myself. Yeah, but on the on that topic of what we were just talking about, the uh, fifteen round fights, I was watching. Um, I watched Rocky this weekend. Well, I watched Rocky one last weekend, and with with the wife, because it's actually a good. It's actually like a love story, like a romantic film, isn't it? <laughs> like it's quite a romantic. It's got it's got everything Adrian! you want for a couple. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. It, it, it it's got like. Yeah, it's got the it's got the romantic it's element. Bollywood. It's got the fight. Yeah. It's a very Bollywood love story, though, isn't it? I see. So, so you want your wife to watch the love story, and you get to watch a bit of the boxing and the training. What's your favorite yeah. Rocky? Um, this is probably it's probably not the best, but my favorite just because like when you what back in the day when you watched it and when you were younger, or whatever. Favorite is probably the one with uh, Ivan Drago, Rocky Four. That one's good. That was very good. The Mr. T one was good. 
Is that number three? The thing is, yeah, that was number three. That was a f- that's a bit forgettable. Like I, obviously, because Mr. T is is good, but I just forgot what happened in that film. Obviously, in uh, in Apollo uh, and Rocky Four, you know, obviously, well, there's no there's no spoilers in it. But most people have watched it. But obviously, Apollo Creed dies, and then Ivan because you know, through Ivan Drago, and then he has to avenge his death and whatever. Um, yeah, that was that's just quite memorable. And he when he's training in the in was it in Russia? He trains in Russia, like in the cold. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what's your favorite boxing film? Is it a Rocky film? Probably The Fighter, actually. Oh, that's a very good film. Wait, is that the Christian Bale one? No. Uh, yeah, Christian Bale and um, is it and Mark Wahlberg? Matt, uh, not Matt, Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That yeah, that's very, probably very my favorite. Film. Because it's based on the, it's based on um, what's his name, Gatti and Ward, isn't it? It's like it's quite relevant. Yeah. Well, so. I need to watch it again actually. Because when I watched it, I was at uni, and I didn't really appreciate the sport as much as I do now. I'm gonna watch that again, if my wife lets me. Um, there's another film. I think it's called Unbreakable. Is it called? Is it Unbreakable? Let me find out what it's called. No, that's 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 well, that's a Samuel L. Jackson film. Yeah. And he's Unbreakable. There's another. It's it's based on a true story, where the guy he's a title he's a world champion, gets in a car accident and basically gets paralysed, and then has to like train his way back and then he comes back and wins another title. I kind of just spoiled it for you, but like it's it's based on a true story and it's such a good film. Bleed for this. That's it. Bleed. If you haven't watched that, watch it. I've not actually watched that one. It's, it's uh, the other only other one memorable one like, there's quite a few but like obviously some of them are a bit they're just they're just a bit throwaway but like, the one you're gonna say Creed and two it? of them now well Creed was a little bit throwaway that was it's got yeah. it's part of the Rocky franchise so it's got that element to it but the one I, I liked was also Cin- Cinderella Man I think it's got Russell Crowe yeah that's a good film that's a good that one and the one with Hilary but- Swank I forgot the name of the film Million Dollar Baby I think it is. Oh, the ending on that hurt me, man. Yeah. That's the ending on that, that one hurt me. Uh, what's the other one? Southpaw's another one. That's not bad. That's like in between a good film and the Rocky type films. I like Southpaw. Yeah, again, it was a bit forgettable, but the, apparently um, Eminem was supposed to play the role that Jake Gyllenhaal played. Oh, is it? In that. Yeah, he Glad did the soundtrack. But, yeah... Because I think I think the guy was from Detroit, wasn't he? Yeah, in yeah, the film. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, he everything he was supposed to be the 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 guy and do the soundtrack and everything. So it's supposed to be like his thing, like a bit like Eight Mile. But it never, <laughs> he it probably would have spat some bars before his uh his final fight, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Right. Should we get into right. the uh, the weekend's action? Oh, what a weekend of boxing, man! It was it was great. I mean, preparing for this podcast, I was like, there, "There's, there were so many fights, like the like high profile yeah. names in some battles." Yeah, man. Like this week, I made sure me and my missus weren't watching any Bollywood films. I needed time to watch <laughs> this fight, and it didn't disappoint, man. A lot of hype, and it was worth it. Well, my wife actually watched Rocky with me earlier in the day. Rocky two. <laughs> she was crying her eyes out at the end of that film because obviously she was like. Um, 
why does Rocky get punched so much? I can't watch it. He's just because literally the whole film is well, the fight at the end is him getting jabbed his face off for the fourteen rounds, and then and then he knocks Apollo Creed out in the fifteenth, and then she's bawling her eyes out. Um, but then yeah. yeah, she watched the the the, the fight the, in the evening with me as well. I was like, "There's boxing on tonight." She's like, "Oh yeah, okay, we'll watch it because we watched." What, what do you think? My missus was watching it too. She was like, "Why is there so much blood?" Yeah, that's exactly what my wife was. Just, I can't watch this anymore. There's just too much blood. Like, Mate, it was like I think I tweeted something quite funny actually. It was like 2014 Triple H, you know, when he wrestled and he just blood everywhere on his <laughs> they face. Use the, they, use the, um, they, they use the razor, don't they, to cut each other? Yeah, yeah. My God, there was a lot of blood, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was. Yeah. What do you think so, of it? I thought it was a great fight, man. It was, it was actually such an exciting fight. Like, it wasn't a letdown at all, which some of these British clashes usually are. Yeah, it was good. It was a really good fight. It was like, it was, it was, but it, it played out just like a lot of, because there was like a few ways it could have played out, right? There, like, And everyone had their own thing, like, oh, it, it, you know, Josh Kelly ends it early, Avanassian knocks out in the seventh, which is kind of what, what happened while it was a sixth, but, and then, or, or Avanassian wins on points. Those were the kind of three different theories as to how the fight panned out. So it was an expected result if you kind of knew what the, sort of paths were in this fight so but it was yeah it was really good yeah. really entertaining i think i think i predicted a late stoppage from abba what did you predict you remember you said i didn't, I didn't win. predict it I, no, I didn't predict you did you did all right shall we go into the rounds or periods of the fight yeah so go on why don't you talk about the first the first few rounds then so the first two rounds i was genuinely shocked by kelly and i thought wow this guy looks like I think I messaged you like this guy looks slick AF and like he looks slick and confident but not cocky in the first two anyway like he he came out with intent he had his was it Philly whatever pose you call it um Philly but shell. he was Philly shell he, he had that pose I think he he um shocked Ava as well like Ava's guard was straight up and that's it he's showing a little pivot of the shoulder um uh, yeah, like he, there was a lot of fainting and a lot of punch variation going to the body, um, going to the head as well. Like I think he shocked Ava quite a bit. He shocked me, um, and he looked very, very good. I was like, do you know what? If this guy can do this for for twelve rounds, mate, we might have a fighter on our hands because he genuinely looked world class that one or two um, rounds. He was very, very fast as well. Ava looked very slow. I thought it'd be um, a short night for Ava to be honest. Um. Yeah, awful, awful. First two, Kelly was amazing. Yeah, it did look good. Like he was. Um, he w- the thing with the thing with him was he was he kind of looked like an unpolished or a raw diamond. Like he was he was slick and he was looking good. The footwork was there, the style was there, but he was still getting clipped. He wasn't. He's not obviously wasn't quite as slick as like the Floyd Mayweather or the Canelos in his defence, but you could tell, like, there's elements of that there. But, you know, for a guy that's only fought 11 fights, well, I think that was his 12th, I think. So, yeah, his 12th yeah. fight, it was he was looking quite slick. And he's obviously that's inspired. It, I think there's a lot of fighters around his age that have been inspired by that style. Some can pull it off, some well, can't. He, he calls himself can... Pretty Boy, doesn't he? So Yeah, he got, clearly, obviously, he's borrowing that name from somewhere, but... The Mayflower, but... <laughs> He, uh, 
Yeah, he did look good. Like he looked slick, and it looked like okay if he can sustain this, if he can you know evade Avanasi and tire him out, then it might be um, a short night for Kelly. But yeah, he did look good. Yeah, he did. And then I think round three, Ava went southpaw a bit um, for a little period, and I was like, what was he doing here? Um, and then Kelly kept popping up, but Kelly started to drop his hands a bit, um, which I was like. Are you going to start doing that now already? So where I thought the first two, he looked very confident and not cocky. I think round three, he started to look a bit cocky again. Um, round three is where he got caught as well. And he got caught and that cut opened up. Um, and I think Abba started to get into that fight in round three. Yeah, I think he did. I think Avanesian kind of realized i've taken two rounds of this i can take his shots all right i'm comfortable taking his shots he was probably like i've i've because he came out quite ferociously in the first few rounds he, he threw some power shots and avanasian must have been like okay yeah, i can take this and then kelly was doing his thing like he you know and he was getting a bit cocky there was some words exchanged or at least he said some words in the ring um and he was getting a bit too cocky but and he was still getting caught like it was a bit weird because yeah. yeah he was getting caught as well like it wasn't like he was completely throwing him off uh, off off piste but yeah that's when I sort of thought okay hold on there's not he's got the he's got the the moves here but he's still getting hit yeah and I think um, round one and two I think Ava got a few shots in he got a few body shots in but not much but round three and four he started to have a bit more luck and um, I think Kelly his slipping was a bit slower. And he wasn't able to get away as quicker. Like he was a bit, he was getting caught as he was trying to run away. Um, he was getting caught on the way out, and uh, yeah, that that shot to the head, the blood started pouring out. I think round four is when the fight turned. I think for me, um, that's when he did his skipping round at the end of the round, and I missed you, and I was like, why is he doing that now? He should be doing that round eleven, round twelve. Um, but I think, and there was a few more body shots in that though. round as well. Who ever. No, I think Kelly rocked Avanasian. Like there was a left hook, I think, and it kind of wobbled Avanasian, and that's why Kelly yeah. must have got a little bit confident there. I think I can't remember which round. It was either the fourth or I think it was fifth. the third. No, it must have been either third or fourth. Yeah, it was a beautiful exchange. But I think round four is when you saw um, Kelly's punch volume start to reduce a bit, and that whole idea of him burning out. I think if when you look back on the fight, that's when it began. His energy levels, but I think that's also like there were sneaky body shots from Ava throughout from from the beginning of the fight that weren't as obvious, but that starts to take its toll as well. Alongside the bleeding, like I know it wasn't in front of his face, but like blood pouring out, that must do something, even though to the back of your head. Yeah, and all what I found is that that, uh, that around four especially, I found that Kelly was kind of um, slipping and sliding. He was moving out the way. The footwork was there. But with Avanasian, as soon as he's, you know, as soon as Kelly had evaded him, Avanasian was back in his face again. Like he would yeah, quickly yeah. move and he'd be pressuring him again. And Kelly was a bit like, no one else has done this to me before. Like when I've, when I've, you know, I've controlled the pace and I've controlled the movement and they're kind of following me around. Whereas Avanasian was like on it. Like he'd be body shotting, like he'd be getting up the ropes, body shots. Kelly would move out the way back into the next corner or whatever. And Avanasian would 
turn because he kind of turns on his feet and becomes flat-footed again and we back up in his face again and Kelly was like well give me some space <laughs> like normally normally my other fighters give me a bit of space after I've you know after I've had a bit of an exchange yeah I think um Ava was like a train that just wouldn't stop and I think the benefit of not having a crowd is I think it's around four around three you start hearing his camp start yelling don't let him breathe and like you you heard that in every round um, and he didn't yeah. like he just smothered him. He just kept coming, kept coming. He took a few shots, like you mentioned, but he just kept coming, man. And it was just it's like Mexican fighter esque. Yeah, it was good. Like his, like I think we talked about. I don't know if I mentioned he was switch hitting last. He's a bit of a switch hitter, but he he showed that he can obviously you know southpaw, um, um, or orthodox switch up. But he he kind of he's he's he wasn't as Russian as I thought he'd be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was, yeah, that's but he's been training in uh, Nottinghamshire or something here, right? I think he's trying from to Moscow, get a British passport or something. From Moscow to Newark, yeah. <laughs> Good on him there. Um, yeah. And then I got round four. I thought that this was a proper turning point. I think PB, PBK, as I call him, he's looked a bit shy. Um, punching volume was really crap. Uh, Ava landed a one-two to the side of his head, wobbled him a bit. Um I think earlier in the rounds when Kelly was up against the corner, he kind of dodged and weaved out of it quite nicely. This time he tried to hold him and, and, and Ava was a bit closer to him and he was didn't really allow him to run away from the corner. Um and it didn't look good. I thought I thought this was a I thought Ava kind of grew into it in this fight in this round, sorry, and the next round is where he finished him off. Yeah, and it kind of like that's what he, like like you said it was like the um, the end of the road sort of almost for him, um, and you kind of thought okay this is now going Avanasian's way, and this is where like everyone's kind of predictions or like not everyone's predictions but one of the routes that people had kind of had mentioned as kind of was kind of playing out right, Avanasian started strong, was able to to show his slickness, but then kind of tired a bit early on. And then Avanasian weathered the storm, the early storm, and then managed to come through in the round five and six. And then obviously it just proved too much for Kelly. And then in the six, he just got dropped by a nice combination. Um, yeah, up a up uh, and then like a first knockdown. And then the barrage came and then he hit him clean with a left. There was literally no shoulder behind that shot. And I was like, yeah, that's it. It's done. And then the bloody towel came in, but he, if the cow didn't come in, it would have finished anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah, I thought it, it would go on a bit longer, but six rounds. You, you, there's a saying in boxing, right? The fight usually starts in the sixth round um, when it's a championship bout. I think Kelly proved that he wasn't at championship level. His his fight management was poor. I thought. I think I messaged you round four. I thought he should have reset. He should have gone back to what he was doing round one. Stop his faffing around, but I think, um, yeah, I don't know. He burnt out. Just, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it was Kelly? Lo Kelly lost that fight, or do you think Ava outclassed him with his boxing ability? I think, I think Ava outclassed him. I'll be honest, because I think if, if to say that Ava lost, uh, to say that uh, um, Kelly gave it away would mean that we saw more. We saw something different from him. He tried different tactics and he tried different um, uh, um, 
you know, had a plan A and a plan B, but he clearly didn't. Like he just knew that was the, that was the one route to victory. That was what he started off in, and he just carried on that tactic to the sixth, and it didn't really work for him. So, and Avanasian obviously had had different elements to his game. He knew how to sort of switch. He knew how to to, to keep the pressure on and whatever. I would say Avanasian definitely won this fight. It wasn't um, a Kelly loss, if that's you know. What what would you have done if you were Kelly, like, and you had the boxing prowess? Like, what would you have done from round four, knowing that this guy's keep keep coming at you, he's taking your shots? Like, how would you have fought differently? It's difficult because, like, if that's that's me, like, I've putting myself in his position. I'm like, this is my strength. This is how I've beat beat fighters. Right. This is what I've done for eleven fights. And then all of a sudden in round four, you're like, this is not working, right? And then you think, well, what else do I have? Well, I don't have anything. So, <laughs> and, you're, and you're like, well, there's nothing else in my repertoire, so what do I do sort of thing? And then he kind of just ended up slug in a slugfest with Avanesian, like, you know, just kind of toe-to-toe almost. So it's difficult to say, like, what I would have done because, you know, I obviously don't have his skill, but it kind of played out like that, right? He, like, he just had nothing else. I would have, if, if it was me... Going up against Avanasian, knowing that he's gonna be like this, because he didn't. Avanasian didn't show anything different, right? This is how he mm. fights. This is just what he's done his whole career. I would have had a plan B, plan C, plan D. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm gonna use this slickness. See, if, you know, the last eleven fights. If that works on him, great. If it doesn't, then I'm gonna do this. You know, if that doesn't work, then I'm gonna do this. But he didn't really show that kind of. Uh, you know, he wasn't multi-dimensional like that. But that's it. Like, I think. What he could have done, he had a height advantage, right? Um, and he was very slick the first few rounds. I would have reset and been like, okay, cool. I need to get away from this guy and not get away as in run away, as in jab, move, jab, move, try and counter punch. But maybe probably doesn't have counter punching in his locker. Um, because the first two, he looked solid. And if in boxing, sometimes if you look like you're in control and you look like you're winning the rounds, just by jabbing away, you, you win the rounds, right? And I think... That's what I would have done. I would have tried to go on the distance because I was not knocking Aver out if I'm if I'm Kelly. I would have just swapped, switched to my jab and relied on it. Jab, jab, move. Try go to the body here, there, move around. Just not get into a slugfest with with Ava. Um, that's how I would have played it. Um, I don't know what what Adam Booth's tactics were, but he's got a bit of a reputation of his fighters burning out quite early. I think he's got the game plan wrong, to be honest. Like, Ava fought exactly how he's fought all the time, like you said. And um, Kelly didn't have a plan B. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah what he should have done. Like, box on the outside, jabbed him, jabbed him up until the later rounds, and then maybe tried it when he was a bit more tired. But he clearly doesn't have that ability in him, otherwise he would have shown it. Because, I mean, Adam Booth have talked, has talked about, oh, we haven't seen the other sides of Josh Kelly. He can fight differently. I mean, if he could, we would have seen it in that fight. We would have seen, like, yeah. a, you know, Anthony Joshua being able to mix it up close, but also having the distance long-range fighter in him. You know, he's shown that, that he can fight different styles. But, I mean, again, he's only, it's only his 12th fight. So, right, come on, right. He's going to learn. 26 as well. Now. Like, he's still got... He's still got years ahead of him, but he's got to get back in the ring and fight more, right? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's what 
this isn't he's got loads of time to build if i was him i'd go right the way back back to british level take three two more fights this year maybe well maybe one more at the end of this year and just rebuild like he's he's still got young he's still young like he's still got loads of uh he's got loads of talent obviously he just needs to he just needs the experience that's all what do you think about Ava? do you think he showed enough to show that he's a world like or he's he's ready to step up at world level or well he, the thing is, is he's already level? stepped up he beat Lamont Peterson. Well, I can't remember. He fought Lamont Peterson. I can't remember whether he won or not, to be honest. He beat Shane yeah. Mosley. He was a WBA regular title holder. Then he got knocked down and, you know, back to European level. So he's back up there again. I want to see him with Terence yeah. Crawford. I want to see him in there yeah, with yeah. Terence Crawford. You know, Errol Spence is tied up. He'd, he'd do better than Brooke, I think, against Crawford, to be honest with you. Yeah, definitely. He should he should get definitely get a shot now, or at least be considered for a mandatory somewhere along the line because these welterweights are scared to fight each other. We need to you know, David David would give any of them a good fight. So yeah, yeah I wanna see I him agree. up there. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I think he deserves a shot. He's probably not a world champion, but I think he's he deserves a shot. And he's representing he'd give people Newark problems. Now, so he'd we'll back him. Yeah, he he he'd give he'd give though you know those those the the bunch at the um the title holders some problems he's probably not there yet he probably wouldn't win the title because it's a stacked division like they've said right there's a lot of fighters on yeah. there with a lot of talent those guys are like elite so he's probably not title uh, probably won't win a title but he'd definitely contend for a title yeah, definitely. But that's the thing, like you said, I think he'll give them problems and that's my, that's a reason why they might not fight him. Because he's yeah. he's he, he looks like he's hard to knock out, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. He looks like a tough, tough guy. Um but bless him, trying to get British citizenship. What the hell was he saying in his post match interview? I have no idea. <laughs> he should have so just he... used his translator. <laughs> that was quite funny i felt really sorry for him because like he he clearly like really trying to articulate himself in english but the words just weren't coming out in the right order the right words weren't coming out (laughs) and then it was funny because no i don't think anybody understood what he said at all throughout any of his (laughs) interviews and at the end of it he was like how's my english no no i think he was like is my english good (laughs) and we're like no no your english is not good you need a few more it was terrible he was just saying words man it was like fight yes me (laughs) he just carried on he just made he just did that sound so much it was awful i had no idea what you were saying he like they should have just been like look have a mate just use your translator we don't know what you're saying yeah, I did rate him for trying though. He's obviously learning the language, and he's like, he's. I was I think I said last week he was having, or maybe I messaged you. He's, he's been having two English lessons a week. So, yeah, credit Lesson. to him. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get a British citizenship. And uh, Eddie Hearn, some some kind words. I think he wants to sign uh, Ava. To be honest, sounds like he wants to sign him. Oh, who wouldn't? He was wearing, right now? Yeah, he, was, he was wearing a like a cricket top after. Uh, it was really strange attire from him. But I found out afterwards it was a fifteen hundred pound Gucci jumper. So good on oh, Eddie Hearn. Um, yeah, yeah. There was, I saw that on Twitter. Like he's uh, floating his cat. There was a lot of he was getting a lot of abuse for that. They were like, "Oh, it's fifteen hundred pounds. It's a pandemic. How can he be spending?" It was like, "Well, it's his money. He, can hey, do what he, he, wants, he is right? boxing, isn't it? He could do what he wants." Um, <laughs> I didn't. I haven't heard any reaction from Kelly or Booth or anyone. Have you? Have you seen anything on social media? 
Uh, no, I haven't seen anything, but I doubt they'll come out with much in the next couple of days. They'll probably, yeah, recoup. I want to see what Adam Booth has to, say. to Coogan. Yeah, probably. yeah, definitely want to hear his thoughts because obviously he was um, he was adamant that Josh Kelly was the next coming, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think of the undercard? Another fight ended in throwing in the towel. I think everyone kind of learnt from last week about protecting their fighters. Pint-sized powerhouse. Yeah. yeah, do you know what? Florian, Mar- uh, Florian Marco is good. As in, the thing is, he's he's a, he's a, he's good at that level. I don't think he's any better than that, what we saw. He was he's he has that bit of slickness about him as well, but not quite as slick. Again, just like Josh Kelly, he was getting hit. He was taking, mm. uh, he, was, he was getting involved. And um, Ryland Charlton actually rocked him quite badly in one of the rounds. And uh, yeah, I thought he was just couldn't take finish him, him off. Yeah. yeah, but he just didn't have anything with it. Ryland Charlton just had the same ver- same set of combinations, the same moves, the same footwork. There's no nothing different from him. But Marco, I like him in the ring. He was non-stop trash talk. I don't know if you saw like, him. Like round one, I was like, this, this guy's entertaining. He's got to make sure he doesn't get knocked out. That's why I was, thought it was funny it was when he got to. rocked. Because I was like, oh, lucky guy. Yeah. And then he, and then at the end he called out Connor Ben. I don't know if you saw that, but he shouted <laughs> up at Connor Ben. Yeah, that was funny. But then, what do you think of Connor Ben's reaction? He was like, he spoke like Connor Ben was talking as if he's like some proper experienced, almost world champion. He was kind of like, yeah, I was young once. I did all of that, and I was just sat there like, you still are young, man. You're still up and coming. <laughs> yeah, well, I can get where he's coming from because he doesn't want to get, he doesn't want to entertain that. Um, that call out because it's like then you're kind of bringing yourself down to that level again and like if he did that if he showed a reaction people would demand that fight and I don't really want to see him like Florian Marku because it's not going to be a great fight so yeah I can understand but yeah he's not exactly the he's not I think he it got to him because he's obviously there as one of the pundits and normally pundits are like experienced you know Rio Ferdinand's but, yeah. Johnny Nelson's in that, but yeah, I think he got a bit gas. <laughs> yeah. But no, I like Conor Ben. Um, is he a welterweight? He is, isn't he? What about yeah, him and Kelly? That's why there's that so many happen, fights out there. Yeah, him and Kelly could have happened. Yeah, that could happen. Uh, yeah, in the other. future. Um, they're both under the yeah. Him and him and Avanasian, Yeah, they're both all under match the war. They're all under match room, so it could all happen. Yeah. Right, that was Britain, and then we headed over to the States for an absolutely belting fight between uh, Virchel and Valdez for the WBC yeah, you know Super Featherweight title. Yeah, um, I didn't watch the fight, so you're going to have to give the analysis of this. Of course you did. Of course you did. Yeah, it's something I definitely want to watch. Though it looked like a it was great on. Fight. It was on Premier Sports. Like, it wasn't even on like Box Nation, um, but mate, it was a quality fight. It was MGM Grand, Las Vegas had the proper Hollywood feel. Um, Valdez completely written off by everyone, but he boxed absolutely beautifully. Like I, th- that performance is why I love watching boxing. Like that was proper Renoso, one of the stable boys from Renoso's camp, boxing so well. Like he was pivoting forward. His left hook was dangerous from round one. Like, and you could see it. Everyone was like, ouch. Every time he was throwing it, he was like, if he gets hit with one of these left hooks. Um, 
he, he he's gonna he's gonna kill him. Um, unlike Kelly, I think he answered all the questions. So there were points where Burchell was was piling him on. He he got away and he looked strong. He was able to reset. He boxed. He counter boxed. He switched it up a bit. He he done everything. He fought the perfect fight. Um, and he deserved the title. And that knockout was unbelievably just epic, vicious. Like that's why you watch boxing for for knockouts like that. Like it was leaning back, dodged. Like then he came forward and got him. Like that's that's the dream knockout right there. Yeah, he came from underneath, didn't he? He was quite low down and then sprang up for that left hook. Um, and did you say that's why you watch boxing? That's why I don't watch boxing because that reaction from uh, Bercho afterwards that was horrible. I was really, I was worried, really scared when I saw that. I was like, I've got to check Twitter and see if this guy's okay. Because <laughs> yeah, that was that was not nice. Yeah, it it wasn't, but like the way he flew, man. Like when you watch that knockout in slow motion, it's absolutely beautiful. Like I think he dodged a, a leaning punch and then he went underneath, and then as he was going underneath, he was like off balance, but then he went forward and then just cleaned him. Um, but he was he was throwing that left like three four times around, so it was like it was poetic that that's what finished the fight. Um, but it was a great fight. Like I, I'd watch it back. Um, and just watch his style. Like he, um, he was mad, like under under underrated for that fight. No one, no one gave him a chance in hell. But the way he was boxing was really nice. Like he wasn't aggressively pushing forward, but he was like bobbing back and forth. Like he was ready to attack, but he was also ready to retreat. Um, and he was just confident, and it was just a, a great performance. A great, great fight. I'd I'd watch it like round for round if you have time. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing better sometimes than a, an all-Mexican title clash, is there? Because these guys, like we spoke about it in the past, um, these guys know how to fight. So, so yeah, it's a shame that that fight wasn't in front of a big Mexican crowd in Texas or Mexico City somewhere where, you know, 100,000, you know, big, big arena or something. But, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely going to watch that fight. Yeah. Yeah. Another Reynoso boy, though. I think uh, they're building a little something there, him and Canelo. Well, it's getting to the point where even no matter what the experience, whether they're underdogs or not, you just cannot write off a Reynoso-trained fighter now, right? You, I'd put yeah, my money yeah. blindly on any Reynoso-trained fighter to win a fight now. Right. Ru- Ruiz is coming back now, isn't he? Be interesting yeah, that's to see what I mean. What he like, he's going to come back and, uh, you know, under because he had the he's got talent anyway. And now with Reynoso, he might, you know... He might have turned yeah. into an, a whole new fighter, so it'd be interesting to see what he comes back with. Yeah, but that that knockout's gonna be hard to beat. I think people are already calling it knockout of the year, and it's and it's February, man. So good well, from luck what to I've the seen, rest of the it, boxing it, world. Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, it's it is already the knockout of the year so far. So yeah. that's the benchmark for the rest of the year. Um, a few other fights. Did you watch Brona Santiago? What's his name? Santiago, I think. Yeah, no, again, I watched the highlights and uh, the highlights of Broner's antics afterwards and his his, uh, his interview afterwards. But again, I, there was a scoring issue here again. Like, it was a boring fight from the highlights that I saw. Yeah, and, it was so um, boring. Apparently, boring I don't know, but there was like a score, scoring issue. Like, apparently everyone scored it in Broner's favour when really it shouldn't have been. I don't know. From the highlights, it looked like he deserved to win, but it was it was very boring. 
It was just yeah. it was just so boring. What was he talking about after the fight? I didn't even bother listening to it because it was just such a boring fight. I, I can't remember exactly, but it's classic Broner. I don't know, just talking uh, talking smack on, about the, on the airwaves after. Yeah, something about billion. Well, he I think he mentioned money. He did mention money. <laughs> but he, he, it's not Broner without mentioning money. But yeah, it's. Uh, so, I, so, I looked at the so one of the things I saw. Of the um, stats on this fight was the CompuBox punch stats. Now, obviously, yeah. people talk about how CompuBox isn't really. Uh, you know, people have their doubts over it, but apparently, he hardly threw many punches. Um, apparently, he threw. I'm just reading it now. 138 punches in the first six rounds, and only 35 landed. Um, I don't know if. I mean, I don't really count. Uh, punches landed in fights and I don't really look at these stats but that seems abnormally low low boring Broner man boring Broner I think I saw a tweet that cracked me up that said uh, European level is his level of boxing <laughs> yeah yeah maybe yeah he's probably true right he's probably that European he's that becoming that gatekeeper almost isn't he and he's a big name yeah, so he's, he's, but he, why is he a big name like he's never been I've never really like looked at him and thought this guy's amazing. Well, I think he's one of those guys that had the talent. Like he had talent early on in his career. You could tell he was like, okay, this guy, if he can hone that talent, he'd be great. He'd be great, but it never really materialized. And obviously, he's got the mouth, he's got the personality, and he was associated with Mayweather. So all of that combined kind of made him this attractive. You know, mm. attractive, uh, marketable sport. Is um tanks with Mayweather, isn't he? Yeah, tank is, and um... I think it's weird. I think Haney has some relationship with him as well, so it's a bit weird. But tank really? is definitely like a a Mayweather fighter. I I really hope tank doesn't end up like Broner. Yeah, but fighting with Floyd Mayweather is a little bit like being signed by Jay Z. It's like you're. No one ever, no one ever signed with Jay Z ended up being that great, and there's probably some ego issues that kind of occur between, you know, like Jay Z and his the guys that are signed with him, and there's probably an ego thing with Mayweather and the fighters he's training. So I I don't know if it's a wise move to sign with uh, an ex fighter who's still fighting almost, right? Because there's going to be. What do you think Mayweather would be like as a coach slash mentor? It's too early to say. I think maybe when he's like sixty, that's when he might be a decent, um, a, de- a decent trainer. Because right now he's probably thinking, I want to get back in the ring, or you know, he's probably getting a bit jealous, or he wants to train as well, and he's always got to keep fit. So he's got himself on his mind. Whereas when you're sixty years old, you can do nothing but train. So he'd probably be decent at <laughs> that think, age. I think. I think right now he'd be a bit of a prick, and I mean. Like if you weren't good enough, I think he'd find it hard to fathom why you're not good enough, because his standards yeah. are, are a bit high like that. And I just think he'd be like, "What the hell are you doing? You're just shit." I just, I just see him being a prick, in that sense. Yeah, yeah. He's probably not. He's the type of guy that like probably knows it all and knows what he's doing, and he's naturally gifted, but isn't able to sort of yeah. understand how to coach somebody else to be like that. And then he probably gets frustrated, yeah. like you're not doing it right, so you're rubbish, kind of thing. Get out, of my, get out of my gym! You don't deserve <laughs> yeah. to carry my name. <laughs> yeah, a good old Mayflower. Um, I don't know if you caught 
the Brazil fight, I didn't I didn't really care about that either, but I don't know if you saw any of that. He no, lost I didn't him. again I didn't see that fight. I was all consumed by Josh Kelly, but he Otto Vallin yeah. won and Brazil lost. Um a points decision, like it's a bit probably was a bit boring. Mm. I'm not gonna make an assumption here. I didn't really I didn't watch it, yeah. but Otto Vallin's now looking for another title shot and he just feels like, Okay, fine, yeah, okay, you're gonna be mandatory for some belt, but you're probably going to get beat again by any of the fighters, that, any of the top five. So, yeah, the keep keep busy fighter. All right. Um, and the only other news, I think, is White Povetkin is now going to be in Gibraltar, delayed. It's going to be called the Rumble on the Rock. What what a shit name for a, a fight like this. Um, why has it been delayed? Well, um, because. Um, Portugal's a red-listed city, uh, red-listed country, or what well, red-listed, whatever it's called. You know, the the you can't come from Portugal to the UK anymore, and obviously it's in the um, red corner. Yeah, it's in the red corner, and he they can't. And um, Dillian White trains in Portugal. He's there right now. He's he lives there. Well, he lives there semi-permanently, so he can't get to the UK now. So they've had to reschedule it and re. Um, uh, look at the location, so they've now moved it obviously to Gibraltar, where there's probably no rules. Yeah, anything goes. <laughs> Rumble on the rock. Yeah, but it's only a few weeks, and we still get to see it. So, what's the? It's not really big. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it'll be a good fight. Um, what's coming up in between? You'll join Canelo. Um, so next, next week is that's next week, so we can quickly preview that I mean there's not much to say about this fight other than good to see Canelo again and Yildirim is some okay. guy coming off a what loss. we what we can say about this fight is let's predict what round Canelo's going to win in because that's the only question here I'd say he's it's a very much like a okay well first things first actually We've seen so many um, upsets recently. I'm not going to rule Yildirim out. I would have ruled him out normally, but I'm not going to rule him out completely because yeah. on the undercard of Matchroom's fight as well, um, there was another upset. Um, Robbie Davis Jr. lost to another Mexican. Basically, the rule of this is British fighters shouldn't fight tune-up fights against Mexicans because you are going <laughs> to get had, right? So that's the rule now, but... Yeah, in I wouldn't term... fight a Mexican on the on my best of days, let alone as a tune-up fight. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So with this, I'm not going to rule him out. So yes, he's coming off a loss. Yes, he's uh he's he's probably not at that level. Um, but I probably see it going the way he fought uh, Rocky Fielding. So a valiant effort from Mildrum to begin with, biggest fight of his life. But I'll see uh, Canelo ending it with a body shot in the fourth. <laughs> You're not gonna give him. You're not gonna like be controversial, and then you're just gonna kill Yildirim in the fourth. I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. fifth at least, but but I, w- I, I want to make sure that I'm not ruling him out. <laughs> I'm not saying he's got no chance. You're not ruling say... him out, but he's gonna get body shotted on the fourth, and that's no. What no no. He's not I'm even gonna is... make it halfway through. <laughs> I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if Yildirim came and you know I don't know got a no, TKO no, in the seventh, but. But my prediction is Canelo body shot in the fourth. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Caveat today. That's your that's your nickname for today's fight. Um, yeah, I was going to say fifth, 
I think uh, Canelo's been too active. Yildirim's been too inactive. Canelo's in the form of his life. It's going to kill him. Could be like round one, two, mate, to be honest. But I'm going to go fifth. Well, I think Canelo won't take chances. He's not going to play it long, get the rounds in. He's not going to play with him. I think he just wants to make an early night so that he doesn't have to... You know, he doesn't have to repair an injury. He doesn't have to go to hospital. He doesn't have to worry about a bicep niggle here or there. He's just going to try and end it early because he's he wants he wants Billy Joe in the in May and he wants Caleb Plant Caleb Plant in November December whenever it probably happens later in the year so that he can unify the division. So I think he's going to aim yeah. to sort of get him out there as quick as possible. Yep, I think so too. And then uh, isn't Mayflower fighting next weekend? Is he? <laughs> I didn't realise it'd come that so. soon. I think so. Yeah, well, I'm not watching that, but we can, uh, we oh, can come talk on. about you it. Got, we you, can... you, you got to watch it, man. you got to watch it. Which which Paul is it again? Is he fighting? I don't know. Uh, Logan? Logan. I don't know. Yes, Logan, Logan. Paul. Logan Paul's like the I don't one know. that's started this whole thing off, right? He's the one that... Uh, yeah had the first YouTube fight, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't really want to... Maybe if I bought his... Uh, I don't know if you saw the news. I don't know if you saw the news about him buying his um, grandson a watch or something, or a son or something. Five, yeah, I saw the picture five of that. grandson. The Rolex. I didn't even know he had a grandson. Yeah. Didn't know if he had kids. Grandpa but... Mayflower, mate. <laughs> Grandpa <laughs> Mayflower. It's a strange gift. Right. But it's one of those gifts that um, you'd give to somebody when you don't really know what you should get them. Like obviously, it's yeah. another level for him. Like he's like, oh, I don't know what to get my grandson a watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Ahmed Khan did that a few weeks ago. He bought his one-year-old son a thirty-k Rolex, and he put it yeah. on Instagram innocently. Uh, like I don't think Ahmed Khan has a malicious bone in his body. He put it on his Instagram innocently, and he got ripped to shreds. There's something really like, like people um, dying out here in the pandemic, and you're you're posting about buying your son a 30k watch. There's something really cute about Amir Khan. You know when he like when yeah. he talked about um, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, and there's that it kind of went mm. a little bit viral. And he didn't know. He kept saying he, he kept saying she. He didn't really know what to say. He's innocent. Like he didn't know what pronoun to use, so he was just like really confused. And then there's that video of but him I, like being pranked by his wife. Um, when she <laughs> pretended to send $20 million, transfer $20 million or something, but she was only yeah. supposed to transfer £20 <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> but the thing is, like, Amir Khan, I thought he was a, he was just a prick before he went on I'm a Celebrity, but when he went on I'm a Celebrity, I realised the guy is actually just a, a bit a bit slow and uh, he's a very innocent chap. So now I find him very yeah. funny. Fast hands though. He might be slow, but he's got fast hands. Very, very fast hands. Signature uh, Asian trait, that fast hands. Yeah, seems to be. Quick reflexes. Uh, okay, I think that's uh, that's everything covered this week, isn't it? That's it. That's it. Boxing's back again with a bang. All right, we'll be back with a, probably a review of Yildirim the same time next week. Yeah, what round is he going to drop? Find out next week on The Corner Mix. Mm-hmm.